Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Donneron Monologue podcast. I am your host, Bo. Uh, we are continuing our series. Uh, hopefully, you've become familiar with it by now. Uh, the Forgotten Legacy of the 80s, Heroic Fantasy. Uh, today, we have already we, we spoke with you on Monday about Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, the single most important aspect of 80s Heroic Fantasy. Yesterday, we spoke to you about Ultima 4, the game of the decade. Today, we're going to be speaking to you about other game of the decade one that while it doesn't have uh ultima's undercurrent influence it has a broad overt influence and it was absolutely perfectly heroic fantasy but before we get into all that i do want to thank our longtime sponsor uh, I, I thank her for her continued support of our show ashley luann k on instagram you could follow her at the minnesota nurse all lowercase all one word uh, on Instagram, and uh, uh, so yeah, just the Minnesota nurse. Uh, I typically misspell Minnesota when I'm trying to spell it, so just like put it in Google and it'll autocorrect for you. So today we're going to be talking about a game that needs no introduction. You're familiar with it. Absolutely iconic to the '80s. Absolutely iconic to Nintendo. Absolutely iconic to gaming. Period. The first true open-world exploration game, The Legend of Zelda. Zelda doesn't really... I don't need to explain to you what Zelda is, what The Legend of Zelda is. You know. If you're watching the show, you already know. If you're breathing in the year 2020, you know what uh, The Legend of Zelda is all about. Zelda's... The Legend of Zelda was just as popular, was just as much of a reason that the Nintendo Entertainment System blew up in America as Super Mario Brothers. In fact, I think... When it was released in the U.S., I think The Legend of Zelda might have been the first game in the U.S. I think it was even released before Super Mario. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be way wrong on that, but correct me if I'm wrong. But it's iconic, and it is classic heroic fantasy. Um, it is not a computer RPG. You're not managing Link's stats. You're not leveling him up. Uh, you are just taking him on a journey. He's just as strong in the beginning of the game as he is in the end of the game. The difference is equipment and what you've learned about him as you go on. You are on the hero's journey with Link. It's not about numbers. It's about uh, it's about your gumption, your oomph. So uh, we we the so and of course the influence doesn't need to be stated. Uh, Robin Williams famously was playing this game uh, when his daughter was born. He was he was playing this game prolifically. That's why uh, his daughter's name is Zelda Williams. She is named after the Princess Zelda. Uh, so th there's that. That's huge. I mean, Robin Williams liked your game. Come on. Uh, there was a Saturday morning cartoon that appeared in the middle of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show in the 80s, uh, which is a very funny cartoon if you go back and watch it. There was a uh, Valiant Comics had a very uh, a moderately successful uh, comic series. And, of course, The Legend of Zelda is still the biggest franchise of all time. In fact, I challenged Adam a couple weeks ago to name a game on its face just based on the game itself, not on its influence, not on what it just just on playing the game itself that Nintendo has produced better than Breath of the Wild. To the best of my knowledge, Adam, do you have an answer for me? He says it's not one I like. We'll get into that later. I'm already mad. Uh, but uh, uh, the Legend of Zelda is, and it continually one of your top five favorite games for the Nintendo 64. I'll guarantee it was Ocarina of Time. I'll guarantee it. One of your top five favorite games for the GameCube, I'll guarantee it was Wind Waker. Your favorite game for the Switch, I'll almost guarantee, is Breath of the Wild. It's incredible. 
because in Breath of the Wild is incredible because it went back to that formula of just pure open world exploration. Guys, let's talk about The Legend of Zelda. Let's talk about this mwah, beautiful game. So The Legend of Zelda is so 80s heroic fantasy. You're a young boy wandering out in a forest when the princess's caretaker comes to you and says, Link, you need to save the princess Zelda. That's another thing I, I think I need to mention. Link is the hero. Zelda's the princess. Link is the hero. Zelda's the princess. Got it? Good. So, so Link just, and he just goes. And when you start off the game, another thing that's very 80s fantasy is RPGs nowadays baby you. The ones with the, the, the traditional RPGs, the JRPGs, and the action RPGs, they baby you. The Legend of Zelda didn't baby you. You had to go some... It wasn't far. You just walked in the first door you saw, which is... The, yeah, there ain't no story mode. It's not going to hold your hand. But uh, it, it's a door. It's the most obvious door you could go into, but you don't really have to do it. That's how you get your sword. Uh, guys, check it out on YouTube. Watch a swordless run. People go through the entirety of The Legend of Zelda without a sword. It's incredible. Um, the uh, people speed run it without a sword. But anyway, you go in and there's an old wizard. We don't really know anything about him. He says, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. And you, you take the sword. Guys, the reason this is so 80s fantasy is 80s fantasy didn't really need to explain everything that was happening to you. Um, and there was always this dark undercurrent in 80s fantasy as well that I liked. It was still very family friendly, very magical, but there's no point in saving a world when it's not bad, right? So the worlds in these in these settings are always bad. There's always something bad going on. There's this darkness hanging over it. Uh, Hyrule doesn't have any houses. doesn't have any castles. It's kind of a wasteland, really, in the, the Nintendo Entertainment System, The Legend of Zelda. But that's why you have to save it, because Ganon's ruined it. This is before Ganondorf, by the way. He was still just Ganon. He was a big pig guy, um, which he transforms into nowadays. But this is, it, 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 it's just pure 80s fantasy. I love it. So you go through and you collect new items. You learn how to use the new items. And every time you get a new item, there's not a little pop-up that says, Link, to use, blah, 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 do this, this, and this. It, it, the game doesn't tell you how to do anything. You have a cool manual that you could read that has a lot of really charming artwork and a lot of information in it. But you had to read the manual. It was like... um. I don't know if you guys like synthesizers, but if you post on a forum, about, uh, like if you buy a synthesizer and you post on a forum and you're like, hey, how do I get to do this, this, and this? Uh, almost always that guy is going to get a flood of responses that's like, oh, well, first you start by reading the manual. Um, they're very unforgiving about that. But video games used to be the same way for these ones like this. Read the manual. But so in, in Zelda, there's not a whole lot of story cutscenes in the original Legend of Zelda. There are now in Breath of the Wild, and they're amazing. <laughs> Um, it, it, I'm going to be talking about Breath of the Wild if I don't shut up. But but that's not even a bad thing to do because Breath of the Wild is a direct result of The Legend of Zelda. In fact, one thing I'm hoping Nintendo will do, I'm begging them to do, allegedly, legend has it, <laughs> legend, eh, um, in Nintendo, in the developer studio, when they were working on Breath of the Wild, they had an 8-bit version of the game they used to playtest certain things. So Breath of the Wild, that entire huge map, has an 8-bit version. Nintendo, please, please give me um, this game. Please. Uh, add it as a thing in Breath of the Wild 2 or something, uh, which allegedly they're working on. So guys, uh, The Legend of Zelda, and it's still fun to this day. You know how I told you you kind of have to 
bear in mind what's going on, what was going on in the world in the 80s when you play Ultima 4. You don't have to do that with The Legend of Zelda. It's just fun. Just play it, man. It's fun to this day. And the universal appeal of Legend of Zelda always gets to me. You've got to be a nerd to like Ultima 4. I am a nerd, so I like it. And I don't mean nerd in the sense that you have a bunch of Funko Pops and you have like what you believe are obscure tattoos and you have what you believe is a flat bill hat that has a what you believe is an obscure symbol or that you've watched the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm talking about a basement dwelling, two liter of Mountain Dew drinking, carrying your Warhammer figurines into the game shop in gun cases because you have that many. The uh, No, messenger bags and the new guys, the ones I'm not talking about. You put it up there, nerd. Like, legit, when a when the jocks saw you in high school, there was a primeval, primordial feeling in their gut that they had to stuff you in a locker. You need that to play Ultimate 4. I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper. I'm just saying you're not going to be able to stomach it unless you're that guy. Anyone can enjoy The Legend of Zelda. Anyone. Um, my wife likes to play Legend of Zelda, and she doesn't like video games. Um... So it, it, this is something, it, it's got this universal appeal. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto is just absolutely brilliant. And another thing I think that's always caught my heart about Zelda, um, which I really wish I would have brought my Zelda books over, the uh, the Dark Horse published, uh, the Hyrule Historia, uh, Hyrule Encyclopedia, and the, uh, and, and the Art of Hyrule. Beautiful, gorgeous, hardbound books. But something that's always appealed to me is Shigeru Miyamoto has always said that uh, he was in, he grew up in the country in Japan, and he was near the woods, like I did, um, except I was in America. <laughs> um, but uh, what inspired him to make Legend of Zelda is as a boy he would always explore outside, and there was all these. He just happened to live near a bunch of caves, and he'd always kind of do some amateur spelunking. And that's always appealed to me because I grew up around stripper pits uh, littered amongst these woods. So I spent a large majority of my time in the woods, and that's what Zelda always is. It's this very, no matter what Zelda game you're playing, there's not a whole lot of civilization in it. It's very primal, very wild. And that's always uh, appealed to me there. Zelda reminds me in every way of being a kid. I can't drive out to Adam's house because Adam uh, lives in my hometown. I actually live a town over now as an adult. But he lives just... uh, not even a quarter mile from where I grew up. Yeah, not even a quarter mile from uh, my house. It's just around the, the curve of the road, these old country roads that wind through woods. If you grew up in, in a heavily wooded area, you understand how this works. But um, I can't drive out here without thinking of Zelda. I, I, I mean that. I think of The Legend of Zelda one time, every time at least, on my trip, because I'll see something in the woods, or I'll remember even playing Link's Awakening on Game Boy in the back seat when Mom was driving me places, because you, ha- you have to drive through the woods to get anywhere, right, Adam? There's nowhere you can go without going through the woods. So there's no... I mean, if you think of cornfields when you think of Indiana. We have those, but we're, mo- we're a heavily wooded area here on the Ohio River. But So it, I'm reminded of Zelda every day of my life every single day and this game's impact can't on me certainly can't be understated and i think on video games as a whole can't be understated um if you talk to developers and ask them about their inspirations especially older developers you're gonna get a lot of the legend of zelda um and uh now that i've done that i kind of regret regret that dragon quest that i'm not talking about the original dragon quest because that was another heavily influential game but you know what We're going to be doing this for a while. There's time to talk about Dragon Quest. Guys, 
Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, I'm, I'm having a blast doing this series. I hope you guys are enjoying it too. Um, I, I, you're going to notice I'm a bit more energetic, but I can't help it. This is my favorite subject in the world. Uh, and uh, next week I'm going to be talking about my other favorite subject in the world, and that's just going to continue forever. <laughs> Hopefully. But, guys, uh, thank you so much for watching. If all you did was watch, thank you. If you like the video and you share it, or if you share the podcast you listen to, if you're listening to the podcast, which, first off, you guys that listen to the podcast... Thank you so much, because uh, I am a podcast guy myself. That's what I like listening to. If you're sharing us out, thank you. Uh, guys, we're, we, we're leaving the link to our Patreon in these. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting some heat on Patreon, guys. Uh, you know, We appreciate every single one. Thank you so much. And uh, the guys that are already in on our Patreon, they already know. If you're there, you're one of the boys, gender neutral term. Um, if you want to join us on our Discord, I'm tweeting out that link every day on our Instagram and our Twitter. Um we're, we're still in the growing phase, obviously, but we're already having a lot of fun on there. Come join the fun. We want to get to know you guys, talk about cool stuff just like I do here on the show. Um, there's links to our merchandise here. The uh, This cool... <laughs> I almost knocked down the PS2. This cool Donnerom shirt that I'm wearing. Guys, uh, you know, you, you, can, you can walk around all day with this Donnerom shirt and have people just swoon over you. Like, oh, you listen to Donnerom too? That's so cool. Guys, there's still a chance to get into us before it's cool. There's still a chance. You could be one of the coolest guys in the world. All you got to do is get in, get in and be a part of it. Uh, but, guys, thank you so much for your continued support. You're why we are where we are right now. And uh, while you're checking out those links, if you want something that's not about video games, check out our, the other guys on the Rally Networks. Uh, none of us are stepping on each other's toes. We're all covering a wide variety of networks. We're getting to know these guys on our in our meetings with them and in our socials. We're proud members of the Rally Network. Great group of great group of people, uh, and they're making wonderful content, just like you're hearing here on Donnarumma. And guys, uh, until tomorrow, thank you so much for tuning in.